1: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike D'Atilia, along with Charlie Long. Bobby J taking some vacation time, going to visit Bo out in St. Louis. And uh, we have on with us on our Oakland Harjula's talk and text line. There's only one person that can get introduced like this. As the winning coach of the national champion women's basketball team LSU Tigers Kim Mulkey coach congratulations and thank you so much for joining us on sports talk today
0: well thank you and I'm on top of the world and I've got a few minutes to visit with y'all
1: Coach, um, I remember talking to Coach O about this, and he was like, hey, Mike, I'm just telling you, it it took me like three or four days for it to really sink in that we had won the national championship. He said, you know, you for so long, you're preparing for one game after another after another that, you know, okay, when's the next game? And he said, you know, it's so definite that it's over with. And you sort of enjoyed the moment, but you enjoyed a little bit more as maybe the days go by. Has that been that reaction with you?
0: I think if I can just catch up and I know they say you never catch up on your rest, but if I could just sleep a little bit (laughs) and just relax, I just feel like I'm in my mode of what's next, like. As soon as I get done with y'all, I'm going to grab some late lunch. We're going to go to the baseball game, and one of my players is throwing out the first pitch. Then tomorrow, I've got to do this with a person. Then on Friday, the Pelicans game, when it all settles down, I'm going to go, what in the world did we just do?
1: (laughs) Coach, uh, going to the game itself, uh, you know, a lot of times you – you always want to build up depth uh, on on your team because you know there will be circumstances where you have to go to it and the way it was being called in the first half and uh that was sort of strange but whatever that that's a story for another day jasmine carson comes through for you 22 points five three pointers uh you got starters sitting next to you but Poa comes in there uh Ladesia La Williams was awesome, just absolutely awesome for you. And with some star players sitting next to you, your bitch came through. And as a coach, that's what you would want in that ideal situation. And everything Jasmine was throwing up was going in. You think of that shot at the half when that thing banks off and goes in. You sort of say, man, this has got to be LSU's day. But your depth really came through for you Sunday.
0: Well, and those kids get the props. Every time I talk right now, we don't win the national championship without them. They actually won it for us in the second quarter when three starters were sitting by me and two of my three big-time starters, Morris and Reese, and those kids went out there. They scored with Iowa. We knew we'd have to score with them because they're going to put up a lot of points because Clark is that good. And they went in there, and I'm telling you, they won the game for us in the second quarter.
1: 11 for 17 in three-point shooting. Wow. I mean, that that too. that's One stat really jumps out that you can shoot 11 for 17 from three-point range.
0: Well, the stars were aligned because two games prior to that, I think I told people, turn your TVs off because <laughs> this is one ugly offensive basketball game against Miami. If I was watching, I'd turn the TV off. But it shows you that you just stay the course, you keep grinding, you know what you're capable of doing. And to think we scored 102 points in the national championship game against Iowa, a team that was leading the country in scoring.
1: Coach, uh, you brought it up a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, Alexis Morris, uh, she announced today she's going to enter the 2023 WNBA draft. She's going to throw out the first pitch tonight when the Tigers play Nichols State. Her story. And sort of redemption back Um, for everybody that you everybody's going to stumble in life. Okay, it's not about the stumble. It's about getting up, dusting yourself off and moving on. That is an unbelievable story with Alexis and how she was able to piece this together and get life straight for her understanding what's involved. And you brought her back. Uh, to the to LSU. You brought it to LSU. You had it before. That is an unbelievable story for people who maybe sometimes it doesn't work out right. I remember in the summer me talking to Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee, and him talking about things didn't work out for me at Virginia Tech. And I didn't want to be one of those guys when I'm 40 years old saying, you know what? I, I could have done it. I'm going to pick myself back up. He goes to Tennessee, and what he did there the last two years. I thought about Hinden's comments to me in watching Alexis Morris.
0: Well, a lot of things have to take place uh, when you make immature decisions. Number one, you have to own your mistake. Number two, you have to really, in your heart, be a good person, and people see that, and that you're not going to continue down that road to be able to earn a second chance. And then you got to believe and not give up on yourself. And I think Alexis uh, did all that. She never blamed a coach. She never blamed anybody. You know, this day and age when kids are dismissed, it's always the coach's fault and the parents blame you and say bad things about you. Alexis never did that. And I always loved her. She was one of those that... You, you're dismissed and you hurt for, but you knew it was the right decision because you never want to lose your team or that locker room. And then you have those kids you dismiss and say good riddance. Alexis was one that I just loved the heck out of her, and she wandered around to two different schools. And when I got to LSU, um, you know, she wanted to come back and play for me. And uh, I told her, you can write the ending to your story. And, boy, did she write it. She's on top of the world.
1: Coach, to see the numbers we were doing sports talk yesterday. I, I was sitting next to Archie Manning, who he wanted me to tell you congratulations, and he was like, "Mike, let me tell you, I gave Kim an award." He said, "Now I'm not going to tell you what date it is, but it's a few years back." And but he said she has been so gracious to me. We've always sort of kept a little bit in touch, and you had invited him and Olivia. And he said, "Mike, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's an LSU Ole Miss game, a uh, basketball game, but." It, it came across 9.9 million viewers to that national championship game. And that's got to make you feel really great Because you're part of something that has really elevated this game. Okay, the players certainly have a lot to do with it, and people wanted to watch Angel Reese, and they wanted to watch Caitlin Clark. But your personality, what you had done before in three national championships, the way Iowa had played to beat South Carolina – to see that number was staggering, uh, 9.9 million people. And it actually, at the top point, was over 12 million people were watching. What it has done for women's basketball.
0: Well, we've always had the talent. What you didn't have is visibility. Right. My gosh, the visibility is off the charts now. You can watch women's basketball every night in any league you want to watch it and so that's the first thing the second thing is social media nil brands all those things and if you've got kids on your team that are big time players that uh, get these nil deals and they're always on social media uh, but they can back up their talk people tend to kind of watch and listen they might not like them they might love them that's kind of where you are in this day and age and um, when you look at the four teams that were in the Final Four, they all have tremendous women's basketball fan bases. And then when you take uh, a young lady like Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese uh, and you go head-to-head, or it's, it's going to be a curiosity thing for those who don't care about women's basketball. They're just going to look and say, okay, I got to watch her play. And then they may see some trash talking or something going on and go, oh, man, these these girls play like gods. Look at this going on out here. And so I think there's a lot of factors involved.
1: Coach, you led me right into what I was going to ask you about. Okay, they got some people that act like, okay, talking, trash talking, maybe making a little sign like, you know, the wrestler John Cena, you don't see me. Like that just got invented two weeks ago. Okay, there's always been that part of sports always been that way there's something there but you know now with the platform everybody and they have the right to say what they want to say hey you know that's what america's about but not understanding the sport part itself these are competitors at the highest level and it's going to get chippy uh, like in the men's game, this exact same way. But some people don't get it. Oh, it's disrespectful to the game. What? What's disrespectful? You've been watching this all your life. If you've really paid attention, that is that element of the game that's there.
0: Listen, I sat in the '84 Olympics on the sideline. And I watched a Bob Knight 84 Olympic team that had Michael Jordan on it, Patrick Ewing on it, Steve Alford, the whole crew. I mean, the best of the best getting ready to play in the 84 Olympics. And they were in a scrimmage, 72,000 people in the RCA Dome back when it was still in Indianapolis. Play against Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Quinn Buckner, all the great NBA players. I sat And if I had a a phone back then, I would have videoed it. I would have had it audioed, everything. You want to talk about some trash talking? (laughs) I was in heaven listening to it. And then afterwards, they leave and go drink a beer together. This is the part of the game that the average fan has no idea takes place. And it's nothing personal. It's just not personal. It's competitors. And now what you're seeing is it's become more visible on the women's side. And people either like it or they don't like it, but you can't pick and choose when you like it. You can't pick and choose which player it's okay to allow to do it and, and then vilify the other one. Uh, it's part of athletics. Listen, I, I trash talk. I still trash talk my own players just to try to motivate them. Don't come to a practice. Cause I mean, I will just cut up with them and trash talk, you know, it's, it's sports and, um, I read something somewhere where a teacher said, well, we we can't teach that to our, our, our people in school and kids. No, 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 no. There's a difference between bullying and being on a competitive court or a competitive floor and doing some of that. If it crosses the line and becomes uh, belittling and vulgar in a sports arena, you get penalties for it. But you can't compare apples to oranges. And uh, when, you're on, uh, when you're in a uh, playoff game or when you – you know, it happens, guys. You just don't see it a lot because either you're sitting too far away and you're not right in the middle of it. But this is nothing new. It's been around forever.
1: Yeah. Uh, my, my dad used to tell me this story about uh, – this happened in 1960. Chuck Begnerk knocked out Frank Gifford. And it took 18 months, basically, to to come back from it. It was a legal hit back then, but he stood over him and just sort of swung down. Hey, you know, he was excited about the hit, and there was a fumble on the play. And so many people made a big thing of it. And and even Chuck, he had had come on here before and spoke before he passed away and spoke about so many things involved with it. He was like, come on, it's competitive. You know how many people told me things out on the field? I didn't repeat it. Okay, I took it. OK, and he said, you know what? I was able to give it out, but I took it, too. So there is the part of when you're an athlete and understanding it, if they're ever close to a game, if it's football, basketball, baseball, to hear some of the stuff that goes on. OK, OK, this is almost like a flea on a dog. It's nothing to it. It, it. it is what it is at this particular stage uh, of sports. But I think what you bring up is correct. And that maybe they hadn't seen it in women's basketball or paid attention to it. And this sort of kind of brought it out. And I, I don't think nothing's wrong with it. I, I love competitive people. I think they kind of have shaped our world, the most competitive people. And you see it in sports. Wouldn't you rather have that than have somebody who,
0: who's not competitive? Don't sit near my timeouts. That's what I tell people. Don't sit near my timeouts if you're going to get offended by uh, intense, possibly language, intense uh, moments. We are in the heat of a battle. And I don't even remember sometimes the things that I say in a timeout. I'm trying to motivate. I'm trying to correct things. I'm trying to draw plays. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's sports. And, um, you cannot compare what's done on the on the court or on the field, um, and, and try to say it's wrong. Um, it is what it is, and I guess you're right. The women, um, you've never seen it as It's visibility. You have so many people filming you now, and the sad part of it is a lot of it is. Um, Photoshopped. Yes. Seen things people have sent me that did not happen with Angel Reese. I said that's photoshopped. I was right there by her. That none. And I'm just like, you know, that's you wish the rules and laws would change and hold people accountable for crap they put out there on social media that people want to believe.
1: Coach, next step up. Got the big parade tomorrow night in Baton Rouge, and then somewhere down the line headed to Washington to get that ceremony at the white house.
0: Well, we're going to enjoy being home Pelicans. We're coming over there Friday. The kids will be acknowledged at a Pelicans game. We're going to do the parade here and hopefully we'll get that invite. We have not received it yet, but we anticipate we will. And we will sure go to that white house and get to do things that not many people get to do. You can tour the white house and, all that but you don't get to go behind the scenes and go in that oval office and uh this will be my fourth team and I'm looking forward to it.
1: Coach again congratulations it was a great ride for us to watch it and cover it was fantastic. Uh wish you all the best along with your team, assistant coaches, but those Tiger fans came through when they needed to also.
0: Oh yeah, it was it was awesome and uh we're we're living on cloud 9 here.
1: Coach, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciate it. And you the tops. Thank you, guys. All righty. Head Coach Kim Mulkey, 2022-2023, world champs, so to speak, national champs in women's basketball and college basketball. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,